I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our unbiased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. So So let's get started. Hi, hi, ho, ho. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, ho. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas season. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, ho, ho. Uh, Thanksgiving is over. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving break. Hope you did. Hope you did. And now we're moving on to bigger and better things. This is Truth Fairies. I'm Jamie. I'm Brooke. And welcome. Welcome. Okay. That was the best intro. Best intro ever. And it has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today. No, we're not talking about Christmas. We are not talking about Christmas. And um, that it still is the Christmas holiday and that's all that really matters. Yeah. We will be talking about Christmas though. The, you know, probably for a couple of weeks. So we want like Christmas family drama, kind of like our Thanksgiving episode, but like Christmas related. Like what's the worst Christmas gift you've ever gotten? What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened on Christmas? Regifting. Oh, regifting. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So start thinking about your Christmas stories. Send them in because they're Christmas drama. Christmas is it, just around Holidays the just bring out the best in people. And worst. And worst. Um, today, actually, we have a very interesting pod. Yeah. We're going to be talking about our fat brains. Our fat brains. And this this topic has been consuming me for days. Yes. My brain can't stop thinking about my brain. My brain is blown away. <laughs> and it's like, because I keep thinking, well, what do I actually, what's going on in my brain? And I'm thinking about it. And when I'm sleeping, I'm trying to, we'll talk about it. And then, but it's like, I can't stop. I'm very obsessed with my brain right now. Yeah. And, and other people's. And the assumption that all of our brains do the same thing or that, you know what I mean? Like every, there's so much going on in all of our brains that's different. Yeah. And, I and it's, it's interesting to think, wait, you don't always think this way or see these things or like, yeah. Process the same. But we have no idea. If that's what's been bothering me. It's like, I can't, you can describe what's going on in your brain or how you process thoughts or how you process visuals. But it doesn't make sense to me. I can't, I can't conceptualize what's going on in other people's brains. Um, it reminds me as you're talking about this, like the idea that, like the idea of color. Yes. Like, how do we know if we see colors the same? That has fascinated me since I was a kid. We don't. We do not know because we may see things different, but in our minds we've associated them with the same name. So like right. that pillow that looks like blue or whatever yeah. could look different to you, but it's still blue to you because that's what we that's call what that call color. It. And I will never know. You'll never know. There's no way of knowing. No, nope. Drives me nuts. Yeah. So who knows? Kind of what we're like I wonder if today. your mountains are a different, are my pink. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, who knows? I know. So bizarre. I love it. Um, yeah. So that's what we're talking about. So um, I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. What's our first? Our, our first. Mental issue. Our first mental issue is the internal monologue. Ugh. So I actually was talking to my sister today, this morning about this. And she she basically said, I'm crazy. <gasps> she did. Really? She's like, wow. Um, so yeah, it was kind of interesting. She's going to have to, um, she'll have to come back later because she couldn't couldn't be on today but um and give us her yeah tell us about your it, feeling but, robin um but anyway this this comes from an article it's actually from a blog this guy named ryan langdon does a blog called inside my mind oh and um this is this is where this article comes from and i guess he's kind of obsessed with just like diff- how the mind works and all these bizarre things but um he basically 
it starts out that he has read, um, somebody had, had posted a tweet and it says, fun fact, some people have an internal narrative and some don't. As in some people's thoughts are like sentences they hear and some people just have an abstract nonverbal thoughts and have to consciously verbalize them. And most people aren't aware of the other type of person. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, that he came across that and then he has kind of written this article about it. So it starts out... Um, And I'm kind of just, I'm not going to read all of it, but he says, my day was completely ruined yesterday when I stumbled upon a fun fact that absolutely obliterated my mind. I saw this tweet yesterday, um, the one I just read you, that said not everybody has an internal monologue. Um, All my life, I could hear my voice in my head and speak in full sentences as if I was talking out loud. I thought everyone experienced this, so I did not believe that it could be true at that time. Literally the first person I asked about this was a classmate of mine who said that she cannot hear her voice in her mind. Mm. I asked her if she could have a conversation with herself in her head, and she looked at me funny like I was the weird one in the situation. Most people I asked said that they have this internal monologue that is running rampant throughout the day. However, every once in a while, someone would say that they don't experience this. So let's stop right there. Do you have the internal monologue? Yes, 100%. Okay. It doesn't ever stop. Okay, mine is... Does it say what percentage is what? Um, it does not. Well, okay. he, he he does kind of a, a survey. He posts, a, he does a poll on Instagram, and, oh. and majority of people have it. Um, have the internal monologue. Have the internal monologue. Okay. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, how do they get through the day? How do they read? How do they make decisions between choice A and B? <gasps> My friends described it, um, the one friend that ha- doesn't have the internal monologue, described it as a concept map that she sees in her brain. So it's like she sees a like a like a visual of it, but she doesn't hear it. Really? Um, another friend says she literally sees the words in her head if she's trying to think about something. Ooh. Um, I posted a poll on Instagram to get a more accurate assessment of this situation. Currently, 91 people have responded that they have an internal monologue, and 18 people reported that they do not. I began asking those people questions about the things that they experience, and it's quite different from the majority. Um, he's, and then he, so he's kind of talking a little bit about the conversations that he's had with them. He said, I would tell them that I could look at myself in the mirror and have a full blown telepathic conversation with myself without opening my mouth. And they responded as if I had schizophrenia. (gasps) Do you do that? Absolutely. I do too. But I'm not necessarily, I'm talking to like somebody else and a real person. So it's like, I'm having a conversation with you in my mind. Right. But it's still like within your. Yeah. 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 Um, one person even mentioned that when they do voiceovers in movies of people's thoughts, that they wished it was real. So like that is what my internal monologue is. Yeah. So it's like when you're watching a movie and you hear their thought, that is, that is going on. Like, have you seen you, the show you on Netflix? Um, I don't remember. Oh. Didn't, I think I have. He's a psycho, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. stalker. And yeah. the show, a lot of it is his mind. It's his mind. Talking. And it's like, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm not thinking about killing people. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you are. Usually. <laughs> I mean. You never know. Um, okay. It said, um, to their to their surprise, they did not know that the majority of people, so the people who don't have this, did not know that the majority of people, in fact, experience that echoey voice in their head that is portrayed in TV and film. Huh. Another person said that if they tried to have a conversation with themselves in the mirror, they would have to speak out loud because they can't physically do it inside of their mind. <gasps> so they Even cannot trying. They cannot physically have like that that discussion inside of their head. Hmm. And then he goes on again. How do they think? How does this affect their relationships, jobs, expertise, or experiences, education? How has this not been mentioned to me before? 
Can those people without their internal monologues even formulate these questions in their mind? <laughs> if they can, how does it happen if they don't hear their voice? Yeah. So it just shows up as an image. Some, but other so people weird. just have like it's just like a like a not there. My mind is never quiet. Oh, mine is never. There is never not some. So I'm either walking myself through what I'm doing or I'm thinking, okay, do I want hazelnut creamer in my coffee? This looks good. Should I add sugar? No, I probably shouldn't because I'm hypoglycemic. Like I am constantly either talking yep. about what I'm doing, like narrating my life. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> I am. I am narrating. Okay. Or I'm having, sometimes I'm podcasting in my brain. Like since we started this podcast, it's yes. like I'm constantly having a podcast with you in my brain. Yes. All the time. That is so funny that you said that because in my notes right it's here. It's kind of embarrassing actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know as I was telling this to my sister, she's like, wow. Like, like that, I kind of feel stupid about yeah, it, but it um, is what it is. This is what I put in my notes. I said, my personal internal monologue is always going. I have talk shows, game shows, auditions, recaps, or future conversations going on at all times. Uh -huh. um, frequently when I am alone, so this might be weird, I will talk aloud mm -hmm. to my inner voice. So it's like I'm talking aloud to my voice in my head. So the two pieces of the conversation are one in your head and one out loud? Yes. Okay. Um, and then I said, I always <laughs> inner monologue the podcast before we record. <laughs> And 90% of the things I inner monologue don't actually, no. I don't ever actually talk about them. No. Or if I did, I'm like, well, that was not even an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, somebody, I read this somewhere that somebody else posted about it. They said, when I am doing something, anything, I act like I'm giving a tutorial for it. <laughs> like, hey guys, today I'm going to show you how to take a shower or make an omelet. And I totally, I live my life as though I'm on screen. I would have assumed that, that was a teenager. I, yeah, because I that's I catch my teenager. She doesn't listen, or she'd be so mad. I sometimes catch her in the mirror, like doing like a YouTube video. Yeah, and I think and she's mouthing it. She's not saying it out loud, but I can tell what she's doing. Uh -huh. And I think that is typical because it's just such a part of like the younger generations, like the vlogger experience. Life. Can we circle back to game show? <laughs> we can absolutely. <laughs> I, so like I said, I always feel like I'm kind of like, um, like being, like I'm being filmed or uh -huh. recorded or sometimes on a, I'm on a game show and I'm thinking about like how I would say it or what I would answer. But a lot of times it's more, it's more like a talk show. Okay. Like you're so, being interviewed. So it's like I'm on Maury Povich, <laughs> right? And I'm <laughs> with the baby daddy. I don't know. But it's like I am. And internally, I'm thinking about how I would say it or like I'll think of different scenarios. And I think part of this is like, like, like if I'm just relaxing and I there's nothing else really occupying my mind. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, well, if this was the scenario, how would I play it out? Or what would I say to not sound like a crazy person or and but I play it out in my in my mind. Yeah. So to me, that's like daydreaming. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Where, where I wonder if the people that don't have this internal monologue, if their daydreams are more visual and ours are more like auditory. Because, yeah, I'll think, what if someone just walked in my house right now? Like, mm -hmm. and you just kind of play out scenarios or like, OK, when if Aaron got home right now, this is what I would say to him and would have this conversation. Mm -hmm. But then you don't. I don't usually. Or, or the recap. The I recap. do the recap a lot. So, I recap a lot. Um, like I'll hash out 
something like a conversation that I've had or a situation that I was in that maybe I didn't love how I handled it or in hindsight wish I would have said something differently or wish I would have approached a different way. So it's like I work through that and I'll hash out that whole experience inside uh-huh. of my head. Yeah. And or like if I'm going to go. It's like a redo. It is. I'm going to have a redo. I am going to redo this whole situation. In my brain until yeah. it feels right. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes I, like I was saying, I sometimes even go as far as to verbalize. I don't, I don't know if I do that or not. Do you talk to yourself? Sometimes, yeah. I'm a big talker to myself. Yeah. Like even if I, even when people are around, like if I'm doing things, I'm kind of talking through it. I, yeah, I think I do too. Like if I'm looking for something, I'll be like, oh, where did I put that? Yeah. Just little things, but I do it all the time. Yeah. Um. That's so interesting. But like if I, I remember getting ready for a job interview and this has been years ago and I kind of had a long drive and it, so on the drive I would like, my internal monologue would ask the questions <laughs> that I would think that my potential employer was going to ask and then I would answer it out loud in the car as I was driving. Uh-huh. So it's like, but it, like a, an just, internal, but external. I just want to know what's going on in the heads of people that don't. Right. I That's mean. That's the most fascinating thing to me. Because it occupies my every moment. Yeah. I would be so bored without myself. I know. <laughs> Travis, do you have an internal monologue? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay, for you. So you can't. Yeah, I don't get how you have like an imagination without an internal monologue. Yeah. Unless it's all just visual, like you can like That's see stuff. But So here's the next one that I'm going to talk about that think if you have this too, Trav. Sorry, I call you Trav. That was my next door neighbor growing up. Like my best friend's name was Travis and he was always Trav. Oh, that's what everyone calls me. Okay, You're good. Yeah. You. Travi. Okay. So the next one, are we, are we done with that? Uh, well, I mean, I think we're going to s- circle back to it if you will. Okay. I mean, I just, cause it's so much of it's kind of interconnected. It is. Yeah, it is. So the, the other thing that turns out that people differ on is it's called, well, I th- okay, I'm just going to start with a poll. So I was on Facebook just this week. This is what kind of triggered this whole episode on a mom group. And someone asked, can you visualize things in your mind? For example, if you close your eyes, can you see slash visualize an apple, for instance, or your mom's face? So she said, I want to do a poll with other people. I can't visualize anything at all with my mind's eye. And I thought that was normal found out my husband can see anything and everything, mind blown. So she does a poll, 275 people say yes, they can visualize things in their mind. 50 people said no, and one person didn't know. Now here is, here is my question. So there is something called aphantasia, which is a, a, I wouldn't call it a disorder, but basically when you can't see images in your mind. But how this is classified, this actual diagnosis, is that you are unable to visualize imagery. Mm -hmm. So while most people are able to conjure an image of a scene or face in their minds, people with aphantasia cannot. So in my mind, that's different because I can visualize. So this says, imagine it is a warm summer day and you're sitting on the side of a swimming pool. The sun is shining down. There are children laughing and splashing in the water. What sort of images do you see in your mind as you think about the scene? So like what like like without your eyes closed. Without my eyes closed. I'm, I'm describing that. What yeah. do you see? I see kids playing at the beach. I see a sunny day. I see blue water. I see sand. I see an umbrella. Mm-hmm. 
I see buckets and shovel. Like I totally yeah. see that. You can visualize Ship birds, it. seagulls. But yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. I kind of saw colorful beach balls. I saw a towel draped over. Like there's details mm-hmm. that I'm oh, yeah. visualizing in my mind. Well, people with aphantasia can't visualize anything. But, and now here's where I'm really questioning reality, <laughs> is because this poll is saying if you close your eyes, can you see something? Like okay. an actual picture. So when you close your eyes and I say pink elephant, can you think of a pink elephant or can you actually no, see I it like a cartoon? It. Me too. I think of it. I don't And I'm see wondering it. if all the 275 people that said yes, they can see it are liars. Right. <laughs> I think they're liars. Because so you can, can you, Trav? See no, something. I can I can put an image together in my head pretty well, but I can't. Yeah, if I close my eyes, I don't see anything. It's just the same as if my eyes were open That's trying to envision right. it. That's yeah. exactly how I described it because one of my kids, so everyone agreed with me. No, I don't actually see anything. But it's in your mind's eye. It's in my mind. It's in my imagination. Mm-hmm. But Deacon, my middle child, said, no, I see it. He said, I can point to, he goes, it's like a clip art or a, or a um, cartoon. Mm-hmm. He goes, when I close my eyes, it's different than when my eyes are open. When I'm, my eyes are open, I can imagine it. But when I close my eyes, I see it. Like it's a cartoon on the back of my eyelid. And my dad said the same thing. They said, no, it's different. They said, when my eyes are closed, I actually see images. That reminds me of, and we'll talk about this later, my sleeping issue when yeah. I try to sleep at night because I do have that. I, I was looking at some other things about the um, aphantasia, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have more written about it, but um, let me find it. It says on here, um, let's see. One of the one of the this guy, the same guy that did that has the blog that I was just reading about yeah. the um, the other thing, he said he said um, I he's asking somebody about it. And he says I realized when I was young I couldn't picture things in my mind, but I thought everyone was the same, and that when a teacher or someone told us to visualize something, I thought it was just a way of fra- of like phrasing what they wanted us to do. I didn't yes. realize that they actually meant to picture in our mind. Yes, and then he goes on and says. Um, I, it never really impacted my schooling apart from art. I love to draw, oh. but I just can't do it from my head. I have to have a sort of reference uh-huh. because he can't imagine something. He can't visualize something in his mind and then and um, so I put feel it on like probably the and I could be totally wrong, but talking to you and Travis and my family, it seems to me like the majority can visualize things but can't actually see things. Yeah. And that maybe the extremes are like Deacon and my dad that claim they can can actually actually. see pictures and the aphantasia where you can't even imagine. So Piper, when she was little, I mean, she's still only nine, but this probably started when she was about five, when we would be laying in bed and she would be having like scary thoughts, I would say, just close your eyes and think of the beach and imagine that we're like happy thoughts. And she's like, "What, what are you talking about? What do you mean imagine? What do you mean visualize? What do you mean imagine? I'm like, well, just think of being at a birthday party. Think of a happy thought. And she's like, well, I can think of a thought, but she's like, I can't picture. Like she could not oh, understand wow. what I meant by picture something in your mind. Hmm. And now that she's nine, I'm like, so like explain that more. She's like, when you say picture something, that she can't see. That it. does not even make sense to her. She's like, oh, I wow. can't see it. And I was reading something else. I've been deep diving on this for days. So someone else was saying that she was talking to a friend about reading 
and how she really loved to read and her friend didn't like to read. And he was, she was saying, it's like a movie in your mind. Like you can make it however you want. And he's like, no, I Mm-mm. can't. Oh, wow. And I'm wondering if that's why Piper doesn't like to read because she's right. my only kid that is not like a, like Avid we're a reader. total book family. We mm-hmm. all read a lot and she'll read, but it's not something she'll do for fun. And I wonder if it's because it's not visual in her head. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, cause like that guy asked, how do people read with this? Yeah. Yeah. So that would make sense. Um, this person wrote. I, I wish I could visualize things all the time, but I find it hard to even comprehend what it would be like. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to imagine a future because I can't see how it would look. I can't imagine what my girlfriend will look like when I eventually marry her. I can't imagine what we would be like with a baby. Mm-hmm. I can't see it. I feel a lot, and I'm a very emotional person, but I can't see it. Interesting. And I thought that is... Yeah. And this person says, I'm a little confused by what you mean by see. Do you mean literally can see a picture as if you are looking at it with your eyes or that you imagine what someone is looking like? And the, the author was like, either. I can't even imagine what people or things look like. And then um, someone said that, well, they were talking about aphantasia, which is where I got the word for it. Mm-hmm. But then um, I'm trying to find, I'm scrolling through this thing and it's not showing me all the comments, but someone basically said that she was talking to her husband about um, like a year, like months of the year. And he said that he sees the months of the year like uh, like a clock. And like January starts at like six and it goes around like a visual clock. Huh. And then someone else said that they saw the year like a horseshoe. Like if someone says picture like January, like what do you picture? I don't know. I just, I picture like a calendar. calendar. Yeah. yeah. But people, like some people conjure up like different pictures. I don't know. So this, this commenter said, um, tomorrow will mark one year since I had brain surgery. And for a few months, I couldn't picture things in my brain. I can now, but it's on and off. I can't do it on command anymore. And I've also uncovered what I call my black room. It's a place where I can literally see myself walking in and totally black, and I start slowly decorating it. It's only happened three times when I was in a lot of pain, Mm. and it made me not feel the pain at all. So, like, some kind of part of her brain after surgery has, like, stunted it and unlocked this new kind of visualization. Oh. So, I'm like, ah, I just bet that. And I wonder if, like, head injuries trigger having it. And someone says, I can, but not very well. It's blurry and floating away from me. I would have a hard time describing the details. And that's kind of, so I've been really paying attention the last few days, like when I'm trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I, like, I almost can kind of see like an emoji. So it's like the size of a teeny tiny emoji. And it's okay. kind of in the, like my left hand corner of my vision, if you will, but it's floating away. Just this random emoji? Like, if I picture an apple, like, it's not, like, front and center. Like, Deacon is, like, it's just right there on my eyelid, taking Mm -hmm. up all my vision. Mine's, like, teeny tiny. I can kind (laughs) of see it. But it's kind of floating away. But it's just mostly an idea. Huh. But I can tell you the details of the idea. Right. Well, and I think that, like, on here it says... um, do you see images or imagine images when you close your eyes? Mm-hmm. Are they colorful visual images or are they a figment of your imagination? Like, I don't know that I see, um, I don't, I don't think I see images. However, 
when I go to sleep, and I've talked to you about this before, I often have flashing images that move really quickly. Um, And it's not always, but it's like, like if I have a lot on my mind, it's like I'll close my eyes to go to sleep and I'll see, but it it is like seeing what Deacon sees. Like I'm seeing it like a cartoon, like a cartoon. And usually it is cartoon in nature. Like it's Hmm. designed like as a cartoon, but it is like one flashing image after the other super fast. And a lot of times it's like courage, the cowardly dog, or like it's, it's actual cartoons, Hmm. but they flash super fast. And it's just enough to keep me like my mind can't rest. So I can't fall asleep because they're flashing so fast. And, um, I also will see flashes of light with it. So sometimes like as they're flashing past, I have to open my eyes because I, I, it's like I see a light and I have to know if it's actual, if it's something in the room that's flashing or if it's just in my brain. Yeah. I've had a light, I've had kind of light flashes before. Yeah. Mine is usually a combination. Brain just kind of settling into that like half purging, asleep. yeah, purging. purging all the shit you listen to. I get that too. I don't really see like images, I guess, in my head, but now that I think about it, I see more like shapes and stuff. Like if I'm envisioning like a person or something, I might not see, like I'll imagine them, but like if I close my eyes, it'll be like black with like, yeah, kind of like flashing white lights, I guess, kind of making the shapes and stuff. Hmm. So I can like kind of visualize it, I yeah. guess. But that's only like, yeah, when I'm going to bed or like I couldn't do it like on the spot like yeah. right now. But it's got to be your brain kind of settling into that. And mine is usually very disconnected thoughts. It's not like there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's not like coherent thoughts. It's just like it might be a, you know, a picture of a birthday cake. It might be a cartoon. It might be a water bottle. It might be a TV screen. And and it's just like boom, 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 really fast. And then, you know, and then sometimes I'll get the flash of light that I have to, that will like almost jolt me. Oh, I have to pay attention and look around to see if the light has... I don't know. It's very weird, but it drives me crazy. And, and it just, it like disrupts me or distracts me from being able to shut my brain off and go to sleep. Right. This woman says she can see everything except numbers. Like she cannot visualize a number in her head, but she can like not even visualize. She says she can actually see it Mm -hmm. like a you know, like Deacon, she can picture it, but she can't see numbers. That's the only thing she can't see. That is bizarre. But I, yeah. And some people said since they can see things, they can like, memorize things that way like notes in school or whatever uh-huh. like that could be helpful to be able to conjure up that image instead of just remembering mm-hmm. like uh what's it photographic, photographic memory? memory yeah yeah kind yeah. of i wonder if she's terrible at math <laughs> probably because she can't she can't visually yeah process i mean because don't you like when you're thinking about things don't do, like when i am doing math in my head i see it in my head i have to visualize like it. i visualize it in my head yeah but it's par- she I'm probably doing. does the same thing. She just doesn't physically see it like she does with her eyes closed. I don't know. It's weird. But I just wonder if all these people that say they can picture things in their mind really can or not. Like, do you? Do they really know yeah, what they're saying? I don't know. But it says only 1% to 3% of the population has aphantasia, where you can't visualize anything. And they say that they're, they're not highly studied, but like, they're a legitimate scientific diagnosis yeah. or they're, like they're a real thing. I want Piper to be studied. And but and the other thing about Piper is she's actually really not creative at all. Huh. Like, you know, when you're little and you have to kind of like fill in a sentence or like, if I were a monkey, I would. Mm-hmm. And then you finish the sentence and kids say cute things or swing from a tree. Pi- there was something like this. I don't remember what it was, but Piper was literally like, I would be a monkey. 
<laughs> like she can't like if I were a monkey, I would be a monkey. Like she cannot she can't. come huh. up with her own ideas. <laughs> That's interesting. She's very like she's not creative at all. Like very concrete and Yeah, very like- concrete and she gets her ideas from other people. Like she had to write a paper about Christmas traditions. And I'm like, these aren't even our traditions. She's like, I know. I just heard it somewhere. <laughs> like you couldn't even make some up to make us seem cool. No, because she can't visualize it. I know. That is such a weird thing. Because I feel like my mind occupies me. Like I am completely occupied in my own head. Me too. All the time. Yeah. All the time. I just would be so bored without it. I just can't even imagine silence. Yeah. It would be like being blind. Yeah. Right? Not being able, like, it would be it's like a being sense. Fine. It's a sense yeah. that we have that would, yeah. I always tell my girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, I have my own therapist because I just talk to myself all day. Because <laughs> I'll have, like, conversations like that where I'll, like, break down a thought I had, like, almost like a therapist would. And I'll just be, like, going back and forth in my head like I'm sitting on a couch in a therapist office somewhere. Like, why do I think that affected me that way? And, and Yeah, it's like, why are you thinking? Like, like I'll just all the typical, like, therapist <laughs> questions that you've, like, seen in movies and stuff. I'll, like, ask myself those questions. But I, like, yeah, it's super weird. It'll be, like, two, two of me in my head, basically, going See, back that's and forth. What I do that. That is so funny. I do that. So it's like you're having a conversation with your own self. Yeah. And processing things because yeah. my brain is really smart. <laughs> like sometimes I ask myself things that I'm like, I can work oh. stuff out. Yeah. Look at me problem solving. Oh my gosh. Um, what, do you have a, okay, what's the next one? Um, do you want to talk about exploding head syndrome? I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> hold on. I got to find my other paper. Okay. So exploding head syndrome. Um, It says, with one of the most unnecessarily alarming names for a medical condition in history, exploding Exploding head syndrome is not what it sounds like, although sound does play a key role. It's officially recognized by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine and the American Sleep Association. Exploding head syndrome is a rare condition characterized by brief, intense auditory hallucinations. Usually patients report hearing something like a cymbal crash, a gunshot, or an explosion as they fall asleep or wake up, something referred to as exploding head disorder, exploding brain syndrome, or exploding, or just exploding syndrome. Hmm. There is still disagreement about how exploding head syndrome is diagnosed. Um, they don't know what causes it. They think it could be caused by minor seizures in the brain's temporal lobe, while others speculate it could be the result of stress or anxiety. Oh, um, they said it's painless. Um, there's little evidence of people experiencing it while they're awake. It's just going, falling into sleep or coming out of sleep. Yeah. There's no standard treatment, although some patients have responded well to antidepressants. Hmm. Um, so yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had that, but I've, my oldest daughter's brain fascinates me because she's such a visual thinker. So I was asking her about it and she said, sometimes she hears, um, like when she's falling asleep, all of a sudden, really loud chitter chatter. Like there's a hundred people talking all at once in her brain. Like when you're in just a loud room, like a cafeteria, mm-hmm. she's like, all of a sudden that just pops into my head and I hear it and then it's gone. That um, makes me think of multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, They're not that she has them, but do you know what I mean? Like, which is another thing that's really fascinating, oh, but so like, fascinating. like the thought of all these different conversations or like even how Travis and I both have can have conversations with our internal <laughs> monologues. But it's it's interesting to think that there's all this going on inside of our heads all yeah. the time. Like maybe those are all her thoughts that are just needing to get out all at once. Yeah. And they're just coming out loud. 
Or it's just that, and it's just a random noise that she hears because she's at school and hears that all the time. Yeah. What was the What was the documentary we watched the other day about um, the guy with the multiple personalities? Oh, I was asleep. <laughs> but Dan and- split. No, uh, no, it was a it real was a documentary. documentary. It wasn't. Well, there's um, also the Boise woman one. Did you watch that one? Um, I don't remember. I feel like I might have started that one. I can't remember this guy's name. I want to say Dan, but that it's not. No, no, no I, I think it show. is. But he he was it was like in the 80s oh. and he had all these multiple personalities. And I just I think that is so fascinating because. It's just how your brain can protect you. Yeah, it's fascinating, but it's depressing because everyone who has it has it for that reason. Yeah, it's for trauma. It's from trauma. It's They've had to create other personalities to retreat to because their main, their real self has been horribly abused. Right. But it's, I mean, but it really, if you think about it, it's not that different than what, like what we're talking about, like the ability within your head to create images and to have conversations and to have mono, like this monologue going on and then to speak and respond to your own yeah. self. And yeah. it's so trippy to me. It is. I think our brains, like they say, it, we only use like 10% of our brains or something. Yeah, they say that. I think that's good though. <laughs> I think they've come out and said that that is not really true. Oh, but okay. I well. hope not because I'm going to be pissed if I'm just have a bunch just of useless information. Blown through life like a kindergartner. Yeah. With I 10% know. of my brain. I know. Well, have you ever seen like the Limitless movie with Bradley Cooper? They, uh, Is that the one where he has a pill or yeah, something? He yes. Yeah. They find like this weird medicine that allows you to access that other 90% of your brain that most people can't. And so it just gives them like superpowers basically. And you yeah. can like think through everything in like real time, super fast and like all this crazy stuff. <sighs> See, we still want to talk to like a medium or a psychic. I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah. So reach out to us if you're listening. Yes. A, and, and a dream, like, and a dream analyst. Uh-huh. Analysis. Analyst. A brain expert. This would be cool. Because, I mean, it, and it's the same thing. Like if, when you're thinking about how your brain works and then how you process images and then when you're sleeping, what happens. And Yeah, because when I'm stressed out about something, I try to process it in my sleep. Yes. Like I try to go through the worst case scenarios and... Well, like, for example, <laughs> last night, I everybody knows I have a huge fear, fear of bears. And last night, I had a dream that one actually attacked me in my car. <laughs> and I had to, like, fight it off. And then, yeah. And it was so ridiculous. But it's such a fear of mine that I had to. Yeah. Have you ever that. seen the, it's a famous photographer, but he, um. He recreates photos from his sleep paralysis nightmares. <gasps> oh, um, if you just look up like sleep paralysis photographer, you'll definitely find him. Wow. Um, but he like does all these cool and they're really like, really like kind of creepy and just weird and scary like pictures, but it'll oh. be like him floating on a bed, but he's like tied down with a bag over his head and he's in the middle of a river and there's like creepy people with no faces kind of around him oh. and he'll recreate him. And he has a very like visual mind, obviously. And so he's been like, yeah, these are, like as close as I can possibly get to what I like see for the first like minute when I wake up. Like these are just wait. So it's all... gotta be like a painting. No, it's a, a it's a photo. Cause you how see... could you take a photo of your thoughts? Well, uh, I mean, he just claims it looks. I mean, no one will actually know, I guess. But he claims when he wakes up, it's like he's in a dream, but it's in sleep paralysis, so and he can't he tell if he's awake or not. For a photo? Yeah. So he <gasps> recreates his nightmares as a real photo that you wow. can actually look at, and so he tries his hardest to get it as close he's like yeah i don't recreate anything like i or 
I don't make anything up. Basically, this is every single detail in this photo I actually saw in the dream. Like he oh. can re he gets like photographic memories basically from it because um, they kind of scar him a little bit. I yeah. think. Have you ever had sleep paralysis, Brooke? No. But speaking of like holidays, we were all I think it was like Christmas a couple of years ago. We were like there are a bunch of people sleeping in my parents' house, and in the middle of the night, I hear my brother-in-law dying. He is like. <laughs> it was like he was trying to scream. This is Mike. Heather's husband. Like, and I was like, what? And it kept going on and on. And I'm like, what is happening? So I finally leave my bedroom and I go out there and he was having sleep paralysis. Mm. And it was like he was. It was like, he like you can't move. Uh huh. Well, obviously paralysis. But <laughs> no, I would hate that. I've had it. I've ah! had it happen a couple of times. I mean, not very often, but. But I, you know how I have very dark, like all my, like my Your demonic satanic dreams. <laughs> dreams. Yeah. Um, I've had the two couple of times that I've had sleep paralysis. It's been like that. Oh. Like one of them, I was being choked and being held down. And, and it was like I was resisting, but I couldn't move. And then oh. apparently like when it wore off, yeah. I literally flung myself out of my bed oh. and onto the floor. I think that said my dad that happened to my dad one time yeah and because it's like you have like you're paralyzed and then all and I mean I was like fighting against it so much that when I finally had control <laughs> I flew out of the bed and I was like and then of course I'm like that was yeah I was just possessed I have been attacked by a demon something is going on but I mean I guess they say that you have everybody has like you're paralyzed when you dream otherwise you'd act out yeah all of your which be, sometimes I do yeah you'd be beaten when I was a waitress like a cocktail waitress and would work till late at night one time I woke up sitting up in bed holding my tray handing out drinks oh my gosh I was yeah. like what do you sleepwalk uh no I I used to sleepwalk when uh, I was little I, I sleep slept sleepwalked sleepwalked um I actually sleepwalked into my living or into my kitchen and um when I was really little and my mom walked in and I was trying to pee in the cupboard. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But um, didn't Robin used to sleep eat? Oh yeah. She She'd still wake does. up and there would be just be food in her kitchen. Like she just she'll she'll wake up in her cupboard. I don't know if she does anymore. Um, but or when we, we stay at my parents' house, I'd walk in and the cupboards are wide open and I'm like, Oh my gosh, and it was don't her use just the stove. No, she never it was just like crackers or something so little like that. Funny. But She'd have a snack all the time and not ever have any memory of it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have one more really fast. I mean, I have a few, but this one is really fascinating. And the reason why is because my brother actually has a version of this, and it's called H-Sam. So it's H-Sam? Yeah, it's, I don't think. That's, that's not a very fun name. I know. I think he called, yeah, I mean, it stands for uh, Highly Superior Autobiographical Memory. So it's basically when it's not like a photographic memory where you remember everything you see. It's that you remember everything that happens to you. Oh. So basically what it is is um, people can remember details about their lives that the rest of us totally forget. So strangers, they pass on the street. The first thing you see when you woke up. But the people who have the very highly like the highest, there's only like 55% of people in this as the U.S. that have it. And these people, it's like, you can say, what did you do on November 2nd, 2011? I woke up at this time. I wore this. I went to Target. I got a headache. And they can feel the headache. They can feel the emotions. They can feel like everything they did. 
Oh, weird. So there's an article I think NPR did where they interviewed this girl that has it. And she was saying that she has a really hard time just functioning because she, if things aren't like going well with her day, she just wants to go back to another day because she can, she can be in that day as if it was today. Oh, weird. So like when I talk about this morning, I know what I had for breakfast. I know what I, you know, I played a video game with Deacon and then I looked up stuff for the podcast and then I drove my daughter to her job. It's like, but tomorrow I'm not going to remember what I had for breakfast Mm -hmm. or a week from now. And it's like her day is exactly the same as that. So like she says that um, it's almost like time travel where she can like close her eyes and just put herself there. And she says she has this one day where she was like 10 and she went to the pool with her cousins and they had macaroni and cheese. And it just was one of those like really feel good days. Mm-hmm. And she said she relives that day like four times a week. Oh, wow. She says over the past couple of years, she estimates she's probably spent close to 2000 hours reliving that one day. Hmm. So, um, but it's hard to like have like a boyfriend and stuff because everything like, like, you know, when someone does something to kind of hurt your feelings and then you just, you, you get over it. Like she can't get past things. She can't probably. get past things very well. And so it says like most people that have this kind of struggle with depression, they have a hard time re- like maintaining relationships. Um, so my brother, Greg, in the last probably like 15 years, we've noticed that he remembers everything mm-hmm. and it is so fascinating he'll be like remember when we were like in eighth grade and we went to this party at someone's house and this guy and I'm like no no I don't remember that I'm like that must have really like made an impact on you but it's not but it's, it's just ev- pointless it's just... everything oh, he's ever done and so I called him today and I was like so for me like the like we're designed to forget things obviously because like we don't, I don't want to remember. We don't want to retain all that. The bad stuff. And I'm like, I particularly think of like embarrassing moments. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm like super embarrassed, it's like a week or two weeks later, you're, you're kind of over it. Like it lessens the, yeah. Well, it's just like having a baby, <laughs> right? You have a baby and it's the most horrific, painful, terrible I mean, that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Like it's such a, so like such a trauma to your body, but then, you know, a year or two later you get pregnant again. Yeah. And it's like, we, over time forget all of, you know, all of that trauma. Yeah. And then we're willing to like, oh, well, it wasn't so bad. And right. But if you could remember every second. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, hell no. Yeah. And he, yeah. And I was like, so is that awful? Like, do you relive all those like bad memories and embarrassing things? And he said, no, because he goes, when you ask what my most embarrassing moment is, like most people think of something from the last few years. He's like, I immediately go back to the fifth grade. Hmm. And he told me this story that was hilarious from the fifth grade, but he's like, but I'm not embarrassed about it anymore because I've had enough time to go by that. Not that the memory has faded, but my perspective has changed. Right. And now I can just see that it was funny and that nobody cared. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not like, he's like, if I let myself, I can feel all the feelings I felt in those moments, Mm -hmm. like the sad moments, the embarrassing when someone said something bad to you. He's like, but I've had to learn how to like consciously let things go mm-hmm. so that they don't eat me alive. Yeah, I, I know that when I, if I, if something does not go the way I had it planned out, like if something may, not really embarrassing, but maybe just, 
I said something that I wish I wouldn't have said, or I, I responded in a way I didn't want to respond to something, or, or maybe I just felt like I did something stupid or whatever, mm-hmm. it will eat at me and eat at me and eat at me. And I have to consciously, consciously tell myself, like, by this time tomorrow, it's not going to feel like it feels right now. Uh-huh. Because I know, you know, like I know that over time it's going to, that feeling is going to lessen. But sometimes I have to literally like know that I'm going to feel like garbage about it for a day or two. But then it's like in a week from now, you're not even going to think about it again. I feel like half of my internal monologue is, well, you sounded really stupid on that text. (laughs) Talking yourself off of a ledge. Yeah. And it doesn't help having a teenager that's like, mom, why did you say that? And I'm like, I didn't even think I was awkward until you told me I was awkward mm-hmm. now I'm feeling eight times more awkward yeah but it's half my thoughts are thinking why did I just say that which yeah. is like a social anxiety thing but it was saying that like yeah like it would cause social anxiety because <laughs> it's like well I remember last time I was with you I said this really awkward thing where us when we see something I'm not thinking of every awkward thing I've ever said to that person uh-huh. yeah <laughs> I just uh... So I don't know if that would be a blessing or a curse, but I feel like the level he has it isn't too bad. And he's like, I can also think about like the happy memories. Mm -hmm. Like I can bring back all those feelings. Like if I just think about it. Yeah. Like that would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice. But I, yeah, I, I get, I get caught up in my thoughts a lot Mm -hmm. and I don't know. Like I beat myself up a lot about my own thoughts. I do too. And the other thing that I think I have a mild condition of is called face blindness. Oh, shoot. What is this? And Heather's going to laugh at me because we always joke that we both have this. So it's actually a diagnosable thing called prosopagnosia. And people with, like, really extreme face blindness literally cannot tell a difference between people's faces. Like, I could look at you and Robin. Well, I would know with your hair. But, like, so... If I see somebody that I know from the gym somewhere else, it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. You can't connect. I can't connect it. Or like people that like, (laughs) like when I was a teenager, all middle-aged men looked the same to me Mm -hmm. unless they were bald or like really tall. So it's like when I'm- Like a defining characteristic about them. So when I'm meeting people, I'm not like their faces all kind of blur and I'm noticing like your hair or are you like a bigger person or are you really short? Like the people that I can recognize right away have very distinguishable body features or hair. Huh. And so it kind of makes things really awkward because not only do I not recognize people or like remember that I've even met them, but I try to combat it by saying hi to people all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like I'll be at the gym or like at the grocery store and if someone looks at me, I'll be like, oh, hey, yeah. how are you? They'll be like, hey. And then I can tell if they know me or not. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have an internal monologue where you're beating yourself <laughs> yes. up over. Because I'm like, I don't want to be the bitch that seems stuck up. Right. But I literally don't know if I know you. And so like Heather and I both got really bad concussions. Mm-hmm. And so we've decided to tell other people. I shouldn't give this away. You should. Okay. It's too late. It's too late now. I'm in it. But we like made a pact a couple years ago that when we meet people like that the other person knows, we'll tell them, oh yeah, like she got a concussion at like several years ago and she like has a hard time like remembering (laughs) people's names (laughs) and faces. And she does it for me now too. Like she's like, oh, "Oh, if Brooke doesn't know you're like who you are, it's because of her concussion. concussion." (laughs) Oh shoot. And like, I'll be like, 
I'll use it all the time. Like, I don't know if we've had this conversation. Sorry, I had a concussion. Like, I had mm-hmm. a head injury, which I did. I had a concussion when I was 12 that wiped out my whole memory for the whole day. Oh, that's scary. Every five minutes, I would forget like everything. Mm-hmm. So we were in the hospital and my mom would have to tell me why we were there every five minutes. Uh. And then after, so it was really scary for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't know. She didn't remember. <laughs> no. And then once I got my cat scan and they could see I was okay and that this would go away, then it became funny mm-hmm. apparently. But then I got another one in my twenties. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to blame things on it. So I don't know if I actually have face blindness or not, but I think like I took a quiz online today where it showed me celebrities' faces with a lookalike and no hair. And at first I was getting them all wrong. Oh. And then I realized if I look at their mouth, I can tell. Like, because hmm. most people's like, oh, their lip turns up this way or whatever. So uh, again, a defining characteristic. So I think I've learned how to kind of like cope with it in my own way. Um, I feel like having to wear masks <gasps> has the worst the it has totally rocked my world and i you know i mean like teaching school i have 85 kids and they're all in masks and it was you know you just see their little eyes uh-huh. peering out of the top and then when we went away from masks i'd be like oh <laughs> that is not I, that it, you are you who i think you are because it your mind like fills in the gaps mm-hmm. of what you think somebody looks like or whatever yeah and that was really hard for me yeah, I, if I saw people with masks, I'd be like, is that their bot? Like, I would look at their body or their hair. Yeah. But some people say, like, they don't even recognize their own kids. Like, if their kid goes to daycare, they have to, like, put in, like, a name tag so they don't pick up the wrong kid. Oh, my gosh. that Can would you be, imagine having it that bad? That would be terrible. Like, where you don't even, can't recognize your own family? I don't know. That's got to be really rare. But, yeah. That so, is disturbing. If, I, if I know you and I don't see, if I don't say hi in public... <laughs> It's because she has no idea. I have a concussion. <laughs> she has no idea who you are. You did yeah. not make a strong enough impact on her. You have no defining characteristics that matter. <laughs> yeah. If your average weight, average size, and average hair, that. I won't. I'll have to talk to you about five times before I know who you are. Yes. And that's actually true for me. It's kind hmm. of embarrassing. And maybe it's because I don't care enough. <laughs> you shouldn't say that. I know, but I'm just being honest. So now anybody that listens to this podcast, if they run into you and you don't recognize them, they're that's it. They're going to know your secrets. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I get, um, I am usually good with names unless I'm put on the spot. Yes. And then I panic. I won't even know my own husband's name yeah. in a weird situation. Yeah. I mean, like, and again, having a hundred students. Um, oh, that'd be hard as a teacher. Like, I know my kids in the context, but it's like a few years ago, we were passing out yearbooks and the kids had to come through the line. They'd have a picture ID, and if they didn't have it, then a teacher had to, like, con- like vouch for them. And I remember standing in the line, and the kids coming through and being like, hey, Garn, vouch for me. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> yes. Hey, you. I, and, I, and it was like, I, and it could be kids that I taught for years and that I knew. And it's the high-pressure situation. It was. I, and I'm like, I know you, but I can't tell you your name <laughs> right now. And then I feel like a big I, jack. I know. Right? Because it's like I had a relationship with these people and I can't tell them their names. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so awkward. Well, brains are just fascinating. They wonderful. Yeah. I want to know if you guys have like weird, like head injuries that have caused like a different brain, like a different personality or things like that. Like, Have you seen the lady that uh, she hit her head, I think, but uh, it's a real thing. I guess people wake up with accents 
<gasps> like yeah. this girl, uh, she woke up and she's like from America, never left the country, never done anything. And uh, doesn't know any Irish people or anything, but woke up with like a thick Irish accent. Oh. And it's like pretty on spot. Like, yeah. I don't like she's like, I don't even know how I know how to do the accent, but I just woke up and I can't stop. It's just my voice now. Or people who wake up with skills they didn't have yeah. or can speak foreign languages. Well, that's like that that show we were watching that with the guy's name was Billy. Okay. The guy's name was Billy with the multiple personalities. I can't remember the name of the documentary though. But anyway, one of his. Um, one of his personalities was uh, was had an, a really thick accent and oh spoke a different language. And it's like, how how does this person who has no experience pick up a language or yeah. pick up an accent? You know what that makes me think of? Past lives, I, multiple lives. I think that's what everyone. That's like the biggest that's sign the that people used to prove that we uh, that reincarnation is real. Because how could you have that in your brain? Like, there's no way a foreign language could be in your brain if you had never you can't just know something there was a you can't get bonked on the head and just know how to like i saw one that was a a parent and um her kid's like four or five and he talks about how he has these like nightmares and this like dream and stuff and he keeps describing this like event and like freaks (gasps) out and uh, doesn't know what it is and then his mom comes to the conclusion that it's 9 11 um (gasps) and apparently like his past life self was part of the attack or there that day um and probably like passed away on 9-11 and then he was probably born shortly after because like the timeline kind of worked out but they're like this kid's four years old he doesn't know anything about 9-11 like and he's describing two buildings big tall buildings like explosion planes like he's describing everything um and he has no he's like only four so he doesn't know his mind isn't like skewed by anything else yet i used to have i used to have pre-9-11 dreams all the time about planes running into buildings I used really? to have dreams like that constantly, and then after nine eleven, they stopped. But oh, that's weird. I know Ugh, that weird. is very weird. Uh, yeah, I think um, we could. We need to talk another time about the idea of reincarnation. Remember, we talked yeah. about it the other day. Yeah. I have this fear that, like, I kind of like the idea of reincarnation. Like, I want to do over. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I worry about where I'll redo. Yeah, and or do I you w- want to know where you came from? Well, because what if your yeah. past self was like, uh, like, what if you were Hitler in your past life? And like, you don't well, know. I don't know. And I just, cause I just think what if like, I didn't do such a great job in this life. And so I'm demoted yeah. in my next life and I'm going to have a horrible, although I'd have no way of knowing because you don't really remember your other lives, but uh, yeah. like, what if it's all downhill from here and my <laughs> lives are just going to get worse and you worse. You have peaked in this one. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you better start, you better step it up. I and know. Start it's scary. like, you know, you already don't jaywalk. So I don't know I don't how jaywalk. much better you can get. But. Well, <laughs> on the bright side, you'll never, if reincarnation is real, you'll never meet we'll your never future know. self. So your, uh, your next life like. will probably contemplate the same questions that you're contemplating. There are the doppelganger stories. That's true. true. You guys, life is weird. It is. We're just living it like it's normal, but really it's weird. It guys. is sketchy. Open your eyes. Hopefully some aliens come down and like make some sense of all this. Yeah, I'm ready. It's a whole other story. Like you guys didn't figure this out yet. Yeah, you guys can do way more than you guys thought you could. And we're like, oh, we're stupid. We're too busy trying to build the internet. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I was too busy trying to figure out how to fuse a cookie and a brownie. (laughs) (laughs) The brookie was born. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. You guys send us your Christmas stories, your brain stories, anything that happened over Thanksgiving and send them in. And, um, yeah, you can send our stuff to truthfacepod at gmail.com. Call our phone number, which is on, on, our, Facebook on page. our Facebook page. And like us, share us, call us your own.
<laughs> Love it. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Do you have a situation you want us to share on our show? Send it in to truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram at truthfairiespod. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Speak.fm, or wherever you listen. We hope the truth hurt just a little, but not too much. Goodbye. Goodbye.